A word to the wise, formality has left the building, giving you the answers to life's questions that even your best friends would be too shy to offer. This is Snyder On Call with Ann Snyder and Julie Snyder. No relation. No topic is off limits, and even when they don't have an answer, you'll get an answer. Now, here are Julie Snyder and Ann Snyder. Welcome to another edition of Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we're here for women. We're here to talk about all things that get our scarves in a bunch. And we're really here to allow women the opportunity to exhale, to have time for themselves, to have time for a glass of wine, cup of coffee, just to enjoy listening. We, we know that most of our listeners listen to us via some device. But actually, we think that women should not be on screen so much, do we, Anne? No, we're not screen friendly ourselves. No. <laughs> but I would say women listen to us when they're doing their errands, when they're running the kids about, when they're on their way to work. They're, they're trying to squeeze Snyder on call into their daily itinerary, which I dig a lot, but goes to our big mantra, women do too much, Julie. All the right things in all the wrong ways for not enough money. And never or very rarely enough for ourselves. There you go. So we want you to take time for yourselves. And we are getting ready for St. Patrick's Day. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. Anne and I have so... Well, I I would like to just interrupt here. You might notice that I'm lightening up my couture palette for spring. Yeah, you've gone to gray. (laughs) A little black and gray. Just lighten it up. So... We, after we had Miss Laura in, well, let's do this, Ann. We got to take a break and then we're going to tee up our next segment. But, ladies, you better tune in because we've got another guest mm. in studio. Spring has sprung. And this guest is not the four legged dog that is sitting over there not, on, not, on our guest's Not coat. the Snyder on Call mascot yet. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm so looking forward to our next segment. So, stay tuned, ladies. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And Julie, today we are so delighted and fortunate to have in studio a fellow subject matter expert. We know a lot about a lot, but our male guest, which is also, I think, a first for Snyder on Call. I think he is. <laughs> our male guest is really, truly a subject matter expert. That's true. He is credentialed and credible. What he's going to speak about is actually what he does for a living, unlike you and I doing Snyder on Call. Right. We both met him surreptitiously. I met him at a black tie gala. I met him through you. And then I introduced him to you. And we are delighted to have Dennis in studio. This is first name basis because 
we don't need to go. We all have our day jobs. <laughs> we don't want to go last night. So I'm going to turn this over to Dennis. But before I do, I just want to say second guest in studio, second guest who has brought pastry. I love the and let's just in studio. And let's just take a minute and let our listeners know what delight came in the box today from our guest. Well, thanks, Julie. Walk with me now to Fatty Town. <laughs> our guest has brought with him today because he must be a listener and knows the way to my heart. A box of pastries from Paula's Donuts, a local favorite. In Um, upstate New York, since we don't ever really say where we're recording from. Yes, we do. We just say upstate. All right. Instead of a full donut, which ladies of our caliber would (laughs) never be able to bang out this early in the morning, our delightful guest brought us scrumptious donut holes. Now, it's not like the whole donut, but it's a whole from a donut. I feel confident I could bang out a third of this box during recording today. Here's the other thing, and I don't know if I'm flattered or insulted, because normally donut holes come in quantities of eight or ten. They come in a little bag. Our guest has brought us a full-size box, the box that normally holds a dozen full-size donuts. I think we've got 48 donut holes in there, Anne. I'm, like, I'm, I said I'm good for a third. I was going to say I'm going to do the math. 48 divided by 3 is, is it 16? I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, anyway, <laughs> so without further ado, I am so pleased. I'm going to turn the mic in my high-tech studio over to Dennis. And Anne's got a few questions for you, Dee. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Dennis. And thanks again for the donut holes. Tell us about the magic that is you. Tell us a little bit born and raised. Well, I'm from Westchester County, White Plains, New York. Is that upstate or downstate? It's downstate, right outside of New York City. It's a shout out to our New York City listeners. Yes. And I actually was born in Mayapak, which is further up in Putnam County. At that time, was like a farmy. But then Rural. my dad got a promotion and got moved down county. Moving on up like George and Wheezy. Yeah, exactly. I love it. I had a great upbringing. Yeah. I mean, everything was, it was suburban bliss in the 80s. And, um, Stop right there. You had me at hello. <laughs> I, I know what music I'm going to play. <laughs> I mean, you talk about my happy place. Back to you. Yeah, I just, you know, basically my childhood it was about getting the new Benetton sweater. So, Amen. Yeah. And if you were lucky enough, the cologne. Exactly. Well, which Ralph was uni- Well, the Benetton cologne, FYI, was unisex. It was part Jean Nate, part toilet water. It was, it was awesome. So I had a good childhood. But then in high school, I took a little divergence. I got a little involved in a subculture called the Grateful Dead. <gasps> What? This is blowing no my mind. Wait, this is what? Did you go trucking, if you will? Oh yeah. <laughs> I went trucking right out to Santa Cruz, California when I was what? eighteen oh and did not do the traditional college thing. Okay. But lived with School them. of Hard Knocks. Yeah. Right on. I lived on the beach. High school was a tough time. Mm. Still I wasn't is. In, wasn't into it. Still is. Family had a little chaos going on. But I got out. I went to Santa Cruz and had two years of nothing. Awesome. Kind of lost. Oh, my God. I would like one hour of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Money ran out, and I was back in It York. always does. 
My mom happened to work at Manhattanville College, and I was able to go there tuition-free. Awesome. Which was perfect for the family at the time. I love it. And I thrived in college. I I studied, had three majors. Now, do you think it's because you sowed your wild oats for two years and just kind of had those gap years to just Without work doubt, it out? I found, I was able to figure out what I wanted to do, which mm-hmm. is that I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. And it was clear. And I, I really am a big supporter of kids not rushing into the college thing, especially with the cost these days, to figure out what you really, what gets you excited, at least in, in those early years. You Spoiler know? alert, he's not going to tell us about working on his master's or anything. Wait do you hear what he does for a living. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, I after college, I moved into New York City, and I had about three weeks in New York, and I met Luke, my partner of 18 years. Who's amazing. I just want to say that I have met Luke. So I, have I. I met him at the same black tie, and I don't know who I like more, Dennis or <gasps> Luke. I mean, it's not that I'm picking a favorite, but I'm saying these are two amazing. Amazing people and 18 years together. You know what? Shout That's out. longer than Miss Julie is with number one or number two. <laughs> I mean, just saying. <laughs> well, I am so excited to have you in studio, Dennis. And you are so nice to come in and sit with us. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back because we want to know all about what you're doing now and maybe what Luke is doing. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he signed a waiver. I mean, sh- <laughs> shout out to Luke. All right. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. So please don't give me up Cause I would really, really love to stick around Oh yeah Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we're here in studio. Spring has sprung and we are delighted to once again have guests in studio. We're here with Dennis and he is, I mean, it is like the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. I, I mean, love it. I mean, Love we it. go and we go back. I to know the how 80s. it ends, and we I'm go, on the edge of my seat. Dennis is from downstate and now lives upstate. Dennis, why don't you tell us what your passion is and living your passion? Well, there's a long road to figuring that out. I think growing up and being targeted as a homosexual from a young age engendered in me this desire to prove everybody wrong. So I didn't know I was gay until I was about 20, but everybody else in the world did because you can kind of tell. (laughs) I didn't know that you were gay either. Till just now. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> Does your mom know? Yeah. Just checking there. if his mom knows. Okay. Boy, that friend Luke is always around. Go ahead. So when I got to college, I was very determined to really show the world that I could do a lot. And then that continued after college. And I did a lot of different things post-college. I was a teacher. And then I worked in the performing arts world for a while. Part of that was in nonprofits like Lincoln Center. I also ended up working as an advertising executive for Disney shows on Broadway. That was all very exciting, interesting. And people were always... And not gay at all. (laughs) (laughs) People were always impressed by what I accomplished. But I hated it all. Mm-hmm. 
hated it all. You were just going through the motions. Going through the motions. Every two years made a switch, made very big switches, not simple switches. And so one day I woke up and I was like, you know what? I got to go back to education. So I applied for New York City's Leadership Academy Aspiring Principals Program. Wow. And I was accepted. Eight months after being accepted into the program, I was assigned to a school in Brooklyn. And I thought that was the answer. I was like, this is it. I'm going to save the children of New York City. How'd that work out? It's not pretty. (laughs) It was perfectly fine from a professional standpoint. I never let anybody know what was really going on. So I ran a good school. I ran a tight ship. Not without its problems, of course. I was able to help things in that community. But personally inside, I just kind of deteriorated. And I found myself in a serious pit of anxiety and depression, which had built my whole life. It wasn't just overnight. Well, and I think a lot of us kind of stumble through life and you put on the happy face and you do everything you can for everybody else. Inside, you're screaming. As Julie's like nodding her head like, oh my God, Anne, what's the matter with you? I'm just, not me. I mean, (laughs) I've got donut holes. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, I'm feeling like I'm going to start crying. (laughs) I'm going to start crying. So you were running an amazing charter school, but inside, not so great. And it does all come to roost, ultimately, Mm -hmm. right? It builds. Sort of judgment day. It totally builds. I wrapped up a fairly successful school year. The Common Core is coming in. The teachers were angry about what they're being asked to do, like all of these pressures that, and then the budget was not. Are they sharpening pitchforks? Oh, completely. I was the enemy. But still, I persevered, and I was able to finish up my last year just fine. Now, did you know at the end of the school year you were not signing up for another tour of duty? No, I was moving into the next year. Because, you know, by April or May of the current school year, you're already in the next school year. Sure you are, yeah. Even earlier, actually. I didn't know in three weeks from then I was going to get into bed. And I wasn't going to get out for a while. Wow. And I stayed there for a while. And I needed help. And it actually took me a good six months before I found the help I really needed. Wow. My superiors and at work were very supportive. They took very good care of me. The union as well. Do you blame it on the New York City school children? (laughs) (laughs) And... You know, I always say, what was it? Was you know, it was never the children. Mm-mm. They're the innocents. In Suffer this. the children. They don't. They know not what they do. Wow, it's heavy. the parents and the system administration. Right, and they, the in a way, are just kind of shuffling through life, doing what they're told, trying to make their parents happy, showing up to school. Like they're struggling too. Yeah. Oh, and the, geez. My, the best reaction when I told people I was a principal was, "Oh, that's so wonderful." <laughs> And, you know, the principal sits in the middle of it all. He sits between the bureaucracy and the janitors, everything in between. And it's not easy, especially in a big system like New York City. So I fell apart and slowly came to it. took about a year. I actually resigned. After about a year, I was like, I think I can work. This is after 40 years of just working like a dog. Mm -hmm. Day and night, seven days, seven nights. Exactly. So now we go girl interrupted here because I got to take another break. But I like what I hear. I mean, I'm feeling a little sad. Listen, listeners, this is a great story because Dennis is now going to tell all of you so that when you are in your darkest hours, what you can become and what you will become and what that next chapter looks like. So we'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call.
back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Not Ann's on her fifth donut hole. It is not my fifth. It's my fourth. It's delicious. I had a red velvet donut hole, and now I'm contemplating. Do I go peanut? Do I go glaze? Do I go... I've had one of each except for the powdered. (laughs) (laughs) Or do I go chocolate? So Dennis is just sharing with us how he came to where he is today. We often say life is a journey, and it certainly is. Snyder on Call has been a great journey for us. Just being open to possibility, being open to pushing yourself, to sort of asking yourself, what if? What if I could do anything? What if I could write my next chapter? What if after working for 40 years on that treadmill, I could write the next chapter? And I think that that's really what Dennis did. Of course, with Luke right by his side, which is is part of that foundational fortress that you have when you go through crisis. True enough. So go ahead, Dee. Well, I'm glad you mentioned Luke because he was the rock. Like, Mm -hmm. he he was the guide and I mean it doesn't mean he just sat there perfectly and and did whatever needed to be done he did but it wasn't without some evaluation of our relationship as well and we were able to persevere and I think that's a lot because we have examples on both sides our parents have been through a lot and they've always been together look at I'll tell you I'm coming off of like four days with both the men in my house having like a crazy stomach bug I've eliminated nursing as my next work choice but I've also I've also looked deep into my relationship and thought hey is this worth it four days of cleaning up and talking and back rubbing and cold compress I salute you Luke seriously I salute you too you're telling us about Luke and your parents' foundation. And the next chapter. The next chapter. Sort of like quiet, right? Quiet nap time, getting out of bed, getting home, and heading to to Luke's Follow hometown. the yellow brick road. <laughs> <laughs> so we found ourselves a year after my career transition. Yeah, my nap, and <laughs> and we and it was time to get to work. I leveled all of the insanity. I rested enough and now it was I needed to do something and everyone advised me not to jump into anything too quick because I was still susceptible to a lot of anxiety and depression so I looked for something that spoke to me and throughout the years it wasn't like I did it consistently but whenever I was able to entertain or go to somebody's house I always turned to flowers to kind of add that extra something. And I got plants from a Mother's Day plant sale at the school. I would clear them out at the end just to make that final contribution. I got all the raggedy ones and I was able to turn them into something special. I was obsessed with those plants and I spent so much time with them. I loved them. I talked to them. You know, yeah. it was just this connection. And, and in metropolis like New York, to have plants is and like greenery your, and yeah. your connection in your home to nature. Especially if you come from that rural background initially, you had all the greenery and all the life. Exactly. The concrete jungle kind of snuffs that out. Exactly. So I said to a friend, a good friend of mine, I said, you know, I wish I could just do gardening or, you know, work with plants. And he said, you know what? I have a friend. His friend's a jazz bassist. Wow. And he said, she also does flowers. And I think she does plants like gardens in the city and stuff. So you should call her. So I called her. She didn't call me back. Like three (laughs) weeks later, now I really need a job. I've done all these others. And I called her back and I earnestly said, I need a job. Please just call me back and let me know if you can do anything for me. 
Sure enough, that day she called me back. She said, it's not my company, it's my partner's company. I think we could use you. I'm gonna try you out and then I'll introduce you to the woman that owns the company. Let's call her Jane. Not her real name. Not her real name. I start working with them. I end up falling in the shit ladies. What, I'm what? working for a high-end private residential floral designer wow. in New York City. Wow. And three weeks after I mean, I don't I wanna start... do flowers, but I just wanna go along and see what's up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm assuming when you say high-end residential, you are talking residences in Manhattan with doormen or door ladies, security. You're not talking like a key under the mat and you got to step over a hobo and, to get up to and the walk, And walk the dog before you leave. Julie, I'm going to actually take it a step further. We're talking townhouses what, what, just what? east of the Metropolitan Museum with staffs. Shut your pretty and mouth. jets and all of that stuff well that's how i i I'm i gonna mean live. now i mean now you got a peak interest my browser up i'm sitting up straight <laughs> i like it to take me home well that was the reality and jane had made a very wonderful career of serving these people part of her success is her style is so simple and complementary to their decor. Mm. Most of her clients have incredible collections of art and they do not want the flowers to take away from that. So she was challenged with complimenting. Now these are folks who are doing like fresh arrangements in the powder room and in the entryway and they're changing those out once a week if not sooner. Yeah, one of my first arrangements was in the toilet of one of the owners. Good grief. Yeah. Now, now wait, in, in now the wait the just a minute. Do you mean, in, now wait just a minute. Uh-huh. you not break it down for Snyder on call? <laughs> not the bidet, but the thing that's supposed to flush or not. They like, like petals in the bowl, if you will. Like what are you? But what are you saying to us? Wait, now they weren't using it as a latrine, but they were using it for the green. Yeah, I think the word is the loo. Oh, okay. pardon me. Yeah, with all the current magazines, you know, stocked for a good set, and they always had a beautiful arrangement of branches in front of them. And wow. That I was honored. You're a regular My peppy, peppy boss with you. trusted me <laughs> to <laughs> take that you. step. And that's that's right, ground that's right zero. That's ground right zero. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wow. <laughs> this was a woman I was supposed to meet. This was an angel that was sent to me to take care of me mm-hmm. and to help me get back on my feet. And she did. She just she was tough in ways because she was meticulous and she was very concerned about the happiness of her customers. So I had to be the same and it had its challenges, but we really hit it off and she taught me everything she knows. I mean, I would, I still, if I go back to New York, I call her so I can spend time with her to work with her. Always, Keeps me always fresh. learning, keeping fresh out. <clears throat> okay. Now I, I want to step in. <laughs> You've been I, very quiet for I very know, long. Well, I applaud you. The microphone. Dennis worked for an accomplished woman, a woman who was loyal and true, a woman who demanded the best of you and of herself. And guess what? That woman wasn't probably always nice. That woman probably had at times the need to be firm, to be direct, to be directive Mm -hmm. in the way you worked with her. I just want all of the listeners to pay attention to that because women who are in management roles in their jobs often have to do exactly what Dennis has described. This is a balancing act because females who are tough, who are directive, can often be criticized and called terrible words. And the reality is that if you're a successful woman, there are times you have to do exactly what Dennis described, no matter what 
field you're in. In his case, maybe a field of flowers. In Anne's case, maybe a different field. I just wanted to call that out because too often women are really hard on each other and we're really hard on women who are in those leadership roles. So take note, take listen with that. The Dale Carnegie <laughs> wow. course. In Man- well, I just had to say that because I, I just, I, plus you're right, I, I'm sort of missing being on mic. We're going to take a break in. Her voice is like a metal arc, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a break and come right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. Snyder on call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And Julie, as usual, we are on the edge of our seats with our in-studio guest sharing something so personal, but really something that could speak to any of us. Amen. And I think as Dennis continues with his story, our listeners need to take note. You need to think about what you can do to right-size the ship. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Dennis for the next installment. I love it. I, I don't even know what music I'm going to play. I'm theme from Titanic. I mean, I don't even know. Uh, sw- My heart will go on. I'm swirling. All right, here we go, Dee. The woman really taught you well, and she still is your mentor, guide, and true north. I would be honored to meet her. I might, mm-hmm. I might need to go go down to Manhattan and and just tag along if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and I have to go with her, <laughs> Jane. As you will. Is an angel in my life. It, it's just amazing what life provides when you step back and just let it happen. You know, chill out. Preach, brother. Oh my God. Preach. I just didn't know how to do that. We're so focused on pleasing others and the what if I don't do insert an impossible task here that we lose control of all of it. Yeah, I definitely identify with the female experience in a lot more ways because I did grow up in a predominantly female home and I did feel more comfortable around the feminine spirit. It's not until now that I'm actually disengaging from that and stepping over to the masculine what? side. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's great. It was all about acceptance. And if that's not the woman's experience. Oh my God, ways. that is the woman's experience for and, sure. And now that he's found himself, he, he allowing a testosterone to re- do a rebalance. <laughs> and I'm doing it with flowers, lady. <laughs> <laughs> After about a year and a half of recovery. I'd wanted to leave New York for a while. Part of that was mainly escapism because I didn't feel happy. Work New York represented work. It represented everything that made me sad. And so we went on trips on the weekends, like just upstate or wherever to get away. And then coming Saturday night, this darkness all over me. It wasn't even Sunday afternoon. It was Saturday night all over me and the week was ahead of me and I was done. Yeah. So once I had some time to really recover, that feeling to leave was still there and I was just done with New York. It, it most certainly ran its course. My partner grew up upstate. We visited there two or three times a year. And it occurred to me one day that actually that the town that we now live in was a great place to make a change. And so I convinced my partner to move back to his hometown, oh. which took a little time. But once he bought in, we were off and running because, you know, the, where we live is a 
perfect combination of urban and suburban. We can get a house, but we can live in a city. We can walk to a subway. We can have all of the community options of a big city, the culture, everything. This city has it. So we made the move and we're here now. When we moved, I was looking for a job as a florist and I kept running into walls. One day, Jane said to me, she said, what are you doing? Just start your own business. You're fine. You're going to be totally great at this. You've got it. Do it. And, and coming from her, that had to be the biggest vote of confidence and the biggest nudge. Get off your keister and really get was. ready for Easter. And I didn't believe her. I kept trying to find a job. And I even was looking for jobs outside of the floral industry. I got to make money here, you know? We're moving. When I really sat down and thought about it, what the need was in, Buff- in Upstate? You could say Buffalo. <laughs> okay. You could say Buffalo. Whoops, there it is. Yeah. We're from Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> I said, wow, this is something that's worth doing, and it won't be like I have to take out a $100,000 loan in New York big time. This was start slow, work out of the home, and it's working. It's fantastic. Everything that I didn't know opened its door. Well, and me. you can write your own roadmap, too. Yeah. You're your own boss. You don't have anybody to answer to but yourself which is been a it has been a tremendous transition mm-hmm. and an uncomfortable one <clears throat> well because it requires discipline it does and goal setting mm-hmm. and and I'm the kind of guy who needs to be really busy I can't sit around and all of my jobs provided plenty of hours of work so there was no downtime ever now I had to produce the time and the work it was challenging for a little bit just at the very beginning because it was like what am I doing but now that things are moving and I've supplemented what I'm doing with other things I'm interested in. That's the other thing about me is that I always focused on one thing. And I was like, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to put my all into it. And it made me miserable. When I'm discovering in this new life, I need to do different things. I need to mix it up. Mm-hmm. And Variety's the spice of life. It's like me and Anne. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not sure what to say about that. <laughs> it, and it's okay. And it's okay. Wow. So oh, Well, I just want to say, Dennis, when I met him at this black tie, I don't think I even knew what he did. I sort of knew what Luke did because what Luke does is sort of like what my husband does, my Mr. Snyder. And it was funny because we said, oh, my gosh, i got to have you guys over for dinner. And the night they came for dinner, there was another couple here. And that's a whole other story. And it's a good story at that. And, in fact, it's because of that other couple that we met. Dennis and Luke. But the the hilarious thing is my husband and his Mr. Husband got right into the bromance. I mean, they started because they're in similar fields. Then they started watching. There was was talking shop, if you will. Yeah, there was football that night. And I mean, it went into like double overtime. Now, Dennis and I, we could barely stay awake. It didn't matter because the guys, (laughs) they were watching the game. They were having another drink. It was huh. Hilarious. I am sitting here looking at two, which we are going to be putting these up on Snyder on Call Facebook. This is just shows you the love and the green and the simplicity and the orchids married with a tulip, married with a, what is what is this one? Uh, it's a rose. Ranunculus. No, it's not a rose, Anne. It's a ranunculus. <laughs> it's ridunculus. It's ridunculus, the ranunculus. Now, is this and like a pseudo tussy, mussy, mussy, tussy situation? <laughs> or is it too? T- what now, would you call let's this? Let's have Dennis tell us what it is, Anne, before you ruin it. So, Sorry. I'm going to do a little plug for a well, new and there's venture. no right. Oh, but, okay. We're gonna we're gonna take a break because I'm ooh. I'm at eight minutes. We're gonna take a break, then we're gonna have him tell us about his new venture. I can't wait. We'll be right back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. Brand new 
Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. And we're here with our good friend Dennis describing the beautiful, simple, delightful flowers, but not just flowers, the greens, the buds. He is the not presentation, a, really. Yeah, he's not FTD. I mean, no disrespect to the FTD. I'm going to tell you, his work is really beautiful. He is getting into a few new ventures that he's going to share with us. So, Dennis, take it away as Anne closes the lid on the donut <laughs> holes. Closing the lid on the donut holes so I'm not tempted. All but right. I also want to have full focus and attention on the okay. beautiful flowers. There you go. Go right ahead, Dee. So what we're looking at here are two mason jars. Very simple. Just and little jelly jars, really. Yeah, jelly jars. And they contain... A, let me just talk about one vase. There's a cymbidium orchid, which is one blossom from a large stem of cymbidium, as you may or may not know there's like 10 on a stem so what i did is i cut them off individually and extended their stems so that they could have water there's also ranunculus one has peach the other one has pink they're all cradled by blooming boxwood beautiful it's very simple these arrangements are being sold at a wonderful cafe in elmwood ashker's cafe it's a wonderful establishment who is dedicated to providing fresh and beautiful things for their customers and they have juice that they sell fresh every day and my flowers are meant to complement the juice and they're there it's it's been a wonderful experience and it's a perfect retail opportunity for me <laughs> but let yeah that's that's yeah. okay let them sell them you just you're you you're provide your provider yeah. but you're right it's a good partnership it's a great partnership and you don't need bricks and mortar i love to make them so that's the thing i, I can love spend, to make them hours and hours making arrangements without any pause. So it's been really interesting to build this business and also for my style to develop because I am fairly new. And it's also interesting to learn how you have to cater to a community that you really don't know very well. Mm -hmm. That's been a a really good challenge. The downfall is that you come in kind of blind. The great thing about it is that I don't know the cultural norms around here as well as others. So I'm bringing something fresh and new inevitably. I <laughs> love it. I mean, I got, I mean, now I got to get on my soapbox derby. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, I love your work. I love what you bring. I love that you're not from the zip code. And I love that you encouraged Luke to come home. I mean, we could even have Luke on because he's super successful. I I mean, hey, Mr. Development Developer. He's like the kinder, gentler Dennis. And Dennis is fantastic. Well, what do you mean kinder, Well, you said like you didn't know who you liked better, Luke or Dennis. Well, that's true. It could be a coin toss on any given day. It is a coin toss for real. (laughs) But honestly, it's, it's so admirable and you and Luke in the last two years I have also met someone who moved to western New York from California wow I so admire people coming into this city that haven't been here that are not from here and and it's good that you don't know the cultural norm it's good that you are bringing your own style because that's helping this zip code to sort of grow and think differently we live in a very parochial city it's its blessing and its curse the blessing of it is that there is a sense of place there is a sense of tradition there is a sense of sort of where did you go to high school or where did you go to grammar school and that's great because you can go to a city like dc or new york or north raleigh north carolina nobody asks you those questions they could care less 
So that's the blessing. The curse of that, it becomes a somewhat stagnant pool of reflection and memory, a lot of looking in the rearview mirror instead of looking out over the horizon. So Dennis, you're a pioneer. We welcome you to the zip code. We love your work. And I just want to close by asking one question. (laughs) Have you crossed into the bridal business, yes or no, and why? (laughs) Ready? Go. I am currently crossing. (gasps) Oh, Oh my God. I want to get married again just for that reason. (laughs) Yeah, I have my first client, first wedding in September. Is she crazy or is he crazy? No, she's wonderful. Wow. um, I'm really excited for it because she really understands. There's, There's an artistry to floral design and she's willing to let me do that. Wow. Uh, we have parameters. We, you know, we're going to make sure that she understands exactly what she's going to get as much as possible. Mm-hmm. But then she, she's pretty much given the indication that she's ready to let go. Now, did you just, he- did she hear of you by word of mouth? Yes. Al- already catching a garden a club. Okay. And I was referred to her through one of her friends in the garden club. So, wow. so that's, that's the connection. And so it begins. I mean, are you going to go cake topper? Are you going to go? Oh, flowers down the aisle. Are you going to do... Throw away bouquet. A throw, I mean, are you going to do center... I know, we know Dennis can do centerpieces. But, I mean, are you going to go soup to nuts on this thing? Oh, definitely. But you know what? I think flowers say so much in their own beauty. Wow. So if you can really appreciate them for what they are, and you can communicate that to your client, then you don't need anything extravagant or extraordinary. Jane, my mentor, she rarely mixed flowers. She only used one type of flower in her arrangements, and I love to do that, but I also like to mix flowers. So in addition to these beautiful little jelly jars and this introductory wedding situation and your retail gig with the the juice bar, What else is in your wheelhouse that we want to tell our listeners about? Well, I kicked off my business with a a flower peddler's cart. Mm. And I started last August by biking around on an old world flower cart. Which is so cute. Yeah. So cute. And that was really interesting. And I'm excited about expanding on that this this year. And getting fit. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, Do you think Ian and I could get one of those tricyclers and (laughs) and take up and down, you know, our, our nearby street? I think I'd rather just affix you on the cart part and drive like you around that. town I like with what flowers. you're saying. What's like that? a rickshaw. <laughs> uh, I just want to say I weigh more than Dennis. I don't think he got a pedal power against Miss Julie <laughs> I mean, or Miss Anne. Ain't enough Red Bull in the world. <laughs> in addition to that, my passion is being able to afford the opportunity to just do beautiful arrangements. So I really love to go into people's homes and businesses and range on site. I not only love to match up flowers to their environment, but I like to have that interaction with the people that work or live in those spaces. Mm-hmm. It means a lot to me. I'm also doing events, which I have my first next month. It's very exciting. And I am also, I do plants. I like to do plants for anybody who needs them. So, for example, Ashgers is asking me to do plants for their windows and outside. I'm doing a headquarters in Williamsville for a very successful international business. And so there's a lot, there's a variety of things. I'm really excited because my niece is coming to live with me June and July. She's in college right now. 
and she's going to help me with the business. And I really love the idea that she's excited and oh. I'll be able to bring her into that. And can you see just a glow about, like, he's just so happy and into it and, like, at peace. I mean, I feel like Journey, Von Journey, Von Journey. <laughs> I, this is why we love you so much. That's <laughs> why we love you. because like she's going to start. No, because life is a journey. And for all of our listeners, how many lessons have we learned from Dennis? A lot. Donuts, <laughs> flowers, naps, change. change, support, foundation, inner circle, find your tribe. Testosterone, yeah. complimentary. All good. Th- I mean, you just recited my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Dennis, we want to thank you for your time today, and and we've got to get another dinner party going. Because for real, because un- Uncle Ben been laying dormant too long, and he <laughs> needs to come out for spring. Phil want to know, like, is Luke coming in studio? I said, no. I want to know if Luke's coming when in When Phil found out you were coming, he's like, well, is Luke coming over? Uh, and I said, no, honey, he isn't. So Phil's like, ah, I'm going to go to the office then. I mean, no disrespect to Dee, but, but he he was, you know, he was thinking, like, if Luke was going to be here, yeah, it's I mean, so funny. Something for everybody. It's something for everyone. Well, thank you so much, Dennis, for your time today. And thank you for the flowers and the donut holes. For real. You're very welcome. Thank you. Will you come back in studio for June, which is our bridal month, and that's when we focus exclusively on brides. We do our do's and don'ts. We do our ups and downs. We let her all hang out, all about brides. So maybe you'll come back in June for a little soundbite on bridal do's and don'ts. Counting the minutes. I would love to. Excellent. I love it. Excellent. Well, we're going to take a break because, and believe it or not, I have a few things I have to update you on. Excellent. I can't wait. I'm going to get a, a refill on my coffee. And I, I honestly, I'm probably going to eat another donut hole. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And we have just had a great visit with a dear friend. I love that guy. We'll be rolling that out. But we have a lot of other things to include in today's show, Ann. And the first thing I want to share with you, I recently took a business trip. You always do. Well, the interesting thing about this is I actually took time to go to Florida. I had talked about my Florida trip last year, mm-hmm. right about this time. Hostess with the most. And went and saw my dear friend down in Vero Beach and had 80 hours of Shangri-La. 80 hours of... Seeing how the other half lives. <laughs> it looked look pretty good to um, me. I bet you it did. Looked pretty good to me. And from there, had to go directly on a business trip. Now, the dilemma, and dilemma number one. I, 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 it's already playing out in my head, but take us there. Is what to pack and how to pack oh. and how to pack in such a way that you're not spending as much on checked luggage as you were on your plane ticket. And the predicament of got to leave room for purchases acquired on both trips. Yeah, that too, because we did go to a shoe store, and it was unbelievable. Ladies, there is a shoe store in 
Vero Beach, Florida. I'm going to give them a plug, and they are not a sponsor. Yet. It is Kemp's Shoes. K as in Katrina. Hemp with a K. (laughs) E as in elephant. M as in oh my. P as in pitter-patter of my little feet. And S as in Sure, Shoot. I'll take a couple hundred pairs. One friend, five pair, shipped shipped home. Wow. Me, well, what did I get? I got one. I just purchased a pair of sandals that I took with me. Just because the other girls were doing it? The shoes are curated by color. I mean, there is a whole area of green shoes, a whole area of pink shoes. A say, whole, say the word. A whole area of neutrals, black, oh, your you. white shoes, what, what? your metallic shoes, every make and model. But the only way that you're going to look at them is by color. There is a navy blue area and a light blue area. Wow. I mean, you literally lose your mind. I mean, never mind that there's plush white carpet. That there is rattan and white wrought iron furniture to sit upon. Wow. Never mind that the women that work there don't work on commission and actually sit down and put the shoes on your foot for you. Oh, my God, Cinderella. It's, it's old school. <laughs> Cinderella. We had so much fun at Kemp Shoes. So I That's mean, a I, day trip, right? Like, that's a day trip. That's a day trip. I mean, you're, you're in there for back hours. Back for happy hour. Yeah, back, yep. back for wine and mm-hmm. dinner. And yeah. We just could not have had a, a better time. But then switching gears mm. on that Sunday afternoon. Party's over. And you got to dress for the business trip. Mm-hmm. You've got to get yourself to the airport. You've got to fly on a Sunday afternoon, which I'm going to tell you what the demographic is. It's sort of worlds colliding. Because Sunday afternoon at the Atlanta airport oh. <laughs> in the Delta Terminal. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. You've got... All of the families who are coming back from the mouse. True enough. Or the West Coast. You've got college kids that are just beginning their spring break because when you're in college, spring break is earlier than Easter. Right. And then you've got what I call the four o'clock drill of the business travelers. So it's Animal House meets Mickey Mouse meets how to succeed in business. How to succeed in business on the way to the White House. Okay. So everybody is is there, and again, I just I know we talked about this on a previous podcast. The way people dress, the way they're not enough chairs. My fear is that, and I please heed my warning. You don't ever want your plane to go down, God forbid, and when your family or loved ones has to describe you for the rescue team to say (laughs) she's the one in the Mickey Mouse sweatshirt with the Tweety Bird sweatpants and a a purple backpack. Well, I'm going to let y'all on to something because you don't drink and fly. You just don't. Even on a Sunday at four when it's ever so tempting. I, because of the tight connection through Hartsfield Atlanta Mm -mm. International, Mm -mm. when I arrived from Florida to transfer to my flight into Reagan National, I was actually the last passenger on the flight. Oh, you're that person. I was that person. But guess what? Delta had failed to sell those extra legroom seats to anybody where the fire escape is. Nice. So even though my assigned seat was 33E as an egg. <laughs> as an exit here. As it, I, what I did was I stopped at row 28. 
And you just said, I'm taking it. And I looked at the flight attendant and I said, are these a sign? She said, you're the last one on. Affirming nod. And that's all I needed to yes. hear, baby, because I had three seats well, across. Spread out and I'm going blackout. I, <laughs> I put up my armrest and I passed out. Hunker down. Beautiful Marriott Marquis Hotel on Massachusetts Avenue in Washington next to the convention center. And again, Marriott, we've given you a shout out several podcasts in a row. I mean, if you just want a piece of this night around call sponsorship action, give us a jingle. And just a little tip, Anne, when you're a member of the Ritz-Carlton Rewards Club. I am not. It's an upgrade for you in the old Marriott. Oh. Because Marriott is the slum sister to the Ritz-Carlton family. Right. So I was. The child of daddy's affair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying I was upgraded, but I was given the pass. You weren't given the room next to the guest laundry services. (laughs) Or the ice machine. True enough. I was given a pass for myself and any other guest I wished to accompany me to what they call now the M Club. My, oh my. That's right. It's open 24-7. What does one get in the M Club? Well, from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., you get a complimentary full-on breakfast, my friend. I like that. And from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., it's happy hour. With snacks. Snacks and Honor Bar. Now, the Honor Bar concept is something fairly new to Miss Julie. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, you got the hairs on the back of my neck sticking up. Tell me. the Honor Bar from 5 p.m. till 7 p.m. at the Marriott. And honestly, the first night I was up there, it was 9 o'clock, and all the booze was still all set up. Is it unattended? Yes, it's unattended. It's like at the country club where you fill out your own shit, shit, (laughs) as you were. So Miss Julie was real interested. So Honor Club that. member J.M.R.H. <laughs> no, I just, Snyder. <laughs> I mean, I just enjoyed and enjoyed and enjoyed. What? So I, I just want to uh, say the transition was a little rough. I bet. But a great And great how long meeting. were you there? Two days, That's... departing Wednesday morning back for the office. All right. And now you get off that plane at home base and go right into the yeah, office. You wheels sure do. down at 11.50 a.m. Straight on the shuttler to my car and right back at it. That's right. Work, 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 work. We love our jobs. I love it. I mean, I I, I sort of felt badly I'd been away so long. So that's what I have to report. Now, I want to get an update from you because I understand there's a medical update. We're not going to violate HIPAA, but stay tuned, ladies. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. And I'm Julie Snyder. And Ann, it's been a busy month. We're in the middle of March. And that means spring fling, spring break. And in the case of what's going on at your house, it means spring fever. (laughs) Yeah, it does. What's been going on? I'm happy to be outside today and get a little fresh air because I have been hunkered down the past three, nay, four days in the trenches, Julie. My beloved child came home with a little bit of a headache. What day of the week was that? It was Wednesday okay. of last week. I wasn't feeling so hot. Just wanted a little cup of soup for dinner, which I happily obliged. And uh, he said it tasted funny. And I thought, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> what do you mean? 
I don't know. It just tastes funny. I'm going to lay down. So I say, okay. He goes and he lays down. He he goes right to sleep. In his room in or on his, the couch? In his room. Uh-oh. And then, now that was probably like at 5.30, 6 o'clock. So he's sleeping. He's tired, exhausted, which, you know, with the change in the air and kids are playing outside, the days are long. Mr. Snyder and I go to bed probably about 10 30 11 o'clock and at one o'clock I'm I'm getting a poke on the shoulder from Master Snyder and I open my eyes and he said I do not feel good at all I have a terrible stomach ache I gave him a Tums because you know I'm not a doctor and uh (laughs) he he has some water he still doesn't feel good and I say just lay here for a little while I'm I'm just hoping he's gonna black out because guess what if he don't I'm gonna. He falls to sleep and I say, let me know if you can't fall asleep after a while. Well, it was not 24 short minutes later when I was awoken from a horrible, horrible sound. I mean, I'm just gonna say, hell hath no fury. Oh, like a kid with a stomach bug. The kid with the stomach bug. I mean, rageful, horrible. Now this goes on, Julie, for two and a half days, every 20, 30 minutes, sick, sick, sick. I go to Wegmans, I get the ginger ale, the Pedialyte popsicles, the saltine cracker, the chicken broth. I get it all because I want it to stop and I'm going to load them up with whatever I can. And it make. just keeps coming just back keep, to you. She keep coming back at me like she, she not standing down. <laughs> like Linda Blair in The Exorcist. I'm working. Who's that broad who started the Red Cross? Oh, Clara Burton. <laughs> like, I'm a regular scare Clara Burton. Like, I, oh, I'm i working God. hard and I'm up all night. But guess oh. what? This typhoid Mary happens to hit during three of the busiest work days of the month. I'm up. I'm down. I'm working on 20 minutes of sleep. My Mr. Snyder, he feels a man cold coming on. Oh, Lord. And oh. let's just pause. Because, ladies, we know that not only do we birth babies and live the life journey and care for everyone, but heaven forbid oh. the men in our lives get up on the pain scale of one to ten knowing that our average day is an eight Mm. and that's a good day you know how they have those signs (laughs) in the hospital like the happy face is a zero and then the ten is like full-on distress show us from one to ten where your pain is like my resting pain is an eight i agree but when our husbands get a runny nose okay it's end of days they start talking about it They're not sure they're going to be able to do fill in the blank. Yeah, they're shaking their head. They're real put out. Tossing and turning. They might need to go in the guest bedroom. Oh, they're (laughs) shivering. (laughs) But then they're sweating. It's like a 10. It's for them a 10. So I have that sideshow going on all the while. My baby is really, really sick. sick. All the while, I'm still going to work all the while like end of day so i got the rubber gloves i got the lysol i got the clorox wipes i'm my my washing machine is smoking (laughs) on fire because i'm sanitizing i'm steaming i'm scrubbing i'm doing it all over again crack a window that's what i always say to you well long story short is master snyder is on the mend and able to retain some solid food which is great the coloring is back But he's got to go right back to the germ tank this week, a.k.a. the seventh grade. Oh, brother. So, and Griffin said to me, geez, mom, I hope you don't get sick. No, 
You better hope I don't get sick, because guess what? Because then you're going to have to get admitted. I'll come take care of you over in the emergency room. Good grief. If you got that sick, Ann, we would have to call 911 shorty fire burning on the dance (laughs) floor. That's right. That's right. Although I will say, like, if I could drop a cool 15 just putting four days in, she'd jumpstart me for spring. Good God. Well, uh, we hope that all of the spring spring illnesses are behind us. We have so much to look forward to in the coming weeks. We'll talk about that uh, when, we, when we're back. I'm Julie Snyder. I'm Ann Snyder. Snyder on call. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Snyder on Call. I'm Ann Snyder. Oh, wait. No, wait. No, you're not. I'm Ann Snyder. All right. I'm Julie Snyder. And, Ann, we're going to finish up with just the fact that it's spring break preview. This is the time of year where, depending on the age of your child, whether they're collegiate, whether they're middle schoolers or whether they're grammar school, or even if they're not in school, this is the time of year that if you live in the Northeast, you get the heck out of the zip code. You start to think about heading south. And are you going to go anywhere for... I'm not going south. I'm heading further northeast to Boston. Okay. Well, I, I'm sure there's some baseball camp inter- sure. interwoven. We're going to head south. We're, we are going to travel with the Jack Russells, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. So you're driving. You're riding. Yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> how, how far is that drive? Well, to our final destination is Raleigh, North Carolina. It's 12 hours door That's to door. Bad. Well, we don't do it in a day. We're going to stop in D.C. because my master Snyder wants to see Bay the panda baby <laughs> at the National Zoo. Now, we'll be standing online until probably the cherry blossoms bloom. But True enough. We're headed down there and then we'll go further south. So we're looking forward to seeing my parents, our elder daughters, and just having family time. And you know what, friends? unplug and get the heck out of the zip code. Mm -hmm. The only time that I get uninterrupted with my husband and my children are when I get on the road. And you just have to pack away all those distractions. You have to get off the grid and you have to really enjoy the time. If you don't carve it out now, you're never going to have that time. So we're looking forward to that. Now, before then, is St. Patrick's Day. And what what are you going to do? Well, St. Patrick's Day, or as I like to call it, Thursday, is <laughs> another work day for me. I don't have any plans on the High Holy to go see the dancers or eat a big corned beef and cabbage dinner. Like, I, I really don't. Like, I am I feel like in my older age, like, I just don't have it in me. I might, I might, if I'm feeling crazy, I might wear a green sweater to work. Oh, my Lord. When you know from me. I would love to see you in the green. <laughs> well, St. Patrick's Day is uh, really become just an excuse day for drinking. True enough. And we do we do enough of that, Anne. We yeah. sure don't. We That's sure what I'm don't. Saying. Like I just say it's Thursday. Like I don't need a redheaded leprechaun to well, drink with because I drink with my redheaded is, friend Anne. Right, and as my mom would say, St. Patrick's Day is for amateurs. Oh, right. She calls you right out. I love it. That's for amateurs. That's really all that I have today. I mean, today was a day that Dennis came in studio. 
a day that we really heard about his journey, and I appreciate him sharing with us. Absolutely. We're going to be back in studio probably right after that spring break time. Mm -hmm. We'll have all sorts of stories and Easter egg hunt festivities to share. (laughs) And let's not forget, I mean, now's the time that we start teeing it up. June is right around the corner, and we just got a little text from a friend, a Snyder on call, that an older second-time bride uh, who's going to be planning a wedding but june is brides month cannot get enough and dennis might come back and have a couple sound bites for that yes i mean i sure wouldn't mind doing some cake tasting and i have a wedding planner (laughs) we're just going to call her marilyn and she says oh my gosh julie i'm going to come in studio because i know all about i've got the best and the worst i love it of the i do's i love it (laughs) and we're going to be ready for that and i like the subject matter expertness and if I you're a longtime listener of Snyder on Call and you feel that you're a subject matter expert, give us a shout out on our Facebook page or like us and listen and share and all that good stuff. And maybe you'll be an in-studio guest. I love it, Anne. Just another great day in studio. We want you all, ladies, to enjoy yourselves. Make sure you tell those that you love that you do love them. Make sure that you appreciate your friends, your coworkers, and colleagues. Make sure that you take time for yourself because if we run out of gas, it all goes to hell, doesn't it, Anne? It sure does. The journey continues. There you go. Well, stay tuned again and make it a great day. I'm Julie Snyder. And I'm Ann Snyder. And you've listened to another great edition of Snyder on Call.
Before I'm built to last